Welcome back to Wake Up Winden bonus episode because we are going to talk about a new show that just came out on December 30th yesterday and we are going to talk about a show called Equinox today and that's found on Netflix and Jer, I'm so glad you found the show. Thanks for finding this. This is great. What did you think about the opening episode? Or I guess <laughs> before we begin here, um, how are you doing, Jared? <laughs> Let's back up. Doing a little. good, Brian. Doing <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Doing really well. Um, yeah, this one, I, I, I just stumbled upon, um, you know, on my speed on my smartphone. You know, like Google kind of knows what I like, and then there's like a page you can flip to, and then it, you know it'll say things and it'll show me things like uh, that match with similar interests or other shows I've watched and this one just kind of got flagged on there and I saw it and I sent it to you and um, I've watched one episode and, and I've, I've liked it so far and uh, the, you know the trailer was it was uh, kind of interesting uh, and it has a, a little bit of a dark feel to it but I think it, it also has a couple other um, kind of themes and, and um, you know kind of feel to you know a little bit of a feel to it that you know, it's a little different than dark for sure, but uh, so far so good. Yeah, I think you found a good one, especially related to dark. And I also saw on the dark, um, the Reddit for dark, they were posting about this show already yesterday, and it already had uh, hundreds of upvotes. So it does seem like people from really yes. So it does seem wow. like people from dark are gonna at least find this show. So I am excited for that. I Jerry, I had the same problem you did yesterday. I don't know if anybody else had this problem on Netflix when they were trying to find it, but. I could find it on my computer, Jared could find it on his phone, but we couldn't find it on like our TV or my PlayStation, I couldn't find it on. It was there today, Jared, I don't know if you if you saw that. I haven't looked today. Uh, I, both times I've watched, I've watched the episode, uh, first episode twice, um, but both times I watched it on my computer. Um, and that's where I got it to work, but yesterday when I was trying to find it on the TV, it didn't, didn't work for whatever reason, and maybe I need to update something or... Uh, usually when I update anything on technology, things go terribly wrong. So I try <laughs> not to update things as much. Uh, but uh, but yeah, hopefully, I'm sure it's on there today. Um, but I know it got released yesterday, right? Yeah, it was. It was released yesterday. And um, it, it, I was looking to see if like anybody else had that experience on Twitter. But uh, then I was trying to, I was worried about spoilers, so I stopped looking really quickly. But yeah. people were talking about it. It was like when I searched Equinox, there was a bunch of tweets that came up for it. So does seem like it's getting a little bit of buzz from its opening opening day, which is good to hear. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, and then really quickly, Jim, before um, this, like we said, we are um, a dark podcast at first, but we thought this would go along well with it, and we have covered every episode of Dark. Um, it's been about a month or so since we've recorded last. Jer, is there anything you've been watching that, you, that you've liked recently you want to uh, mention? I've got a few I could plug, too, but I want to hear what you've been watching, too. You know, I, I don't have anything that I'm like you know, that I'm as excited about that, you know, I, I have no, uh, I think Equinox is it, you know, uh, at least for me that I've stumbled upon that has the same feel that I get excited about as, as, as I did for dark. Um, so, so I, I I've kind of come up empty, empty handed a little bit. Uh, and I know, I know you suggested this show and I, and I watched uh, one episode and, and that was, uh, what was it? Trapped, right? Yeah. You checked out Trapped, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I need to. I, I started the first episode, then I got distracted. And I need to go back to it. Um, it was interesting, uh, but I need to. I need to watch more episodes for sure. Yeah, I really liked Trapped, and Trapped is an Icelandic show. I've seen the first season so far, but it's kind of like a murder mystery, and then there's kind of a lot going on in the town. 
it's in between China and the USA. So there's like some interest there where the, the pol politics get involved, but then there's also a murder mystery that is involved with it. Really good characters. Uh, if you like dark, uh, like what I've really liked about enjoying dark and then finding more shows that are not from the USA. And so I've seen one about uh, from Iceland. We've seen this one from Denmark now, one from Germany. Uh, I've tried a bunch of different ones uh, just because of dark. So I think that's really cool that there's all this other, there's all these other shows that are out there that, uh, I don't think the mainstream, at least USA, knows about. Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah, I, I need to do more searching. I think you've done more than I have, um, but uh, but yeah, that, that's something I need to to do more of is looking for these kind of alternative shows that that might not be in English, um, but but can be so valuable and so interesting to watch and, and well done. You know? Yeah, definitely. The other other few I've really liked recently. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, I, I don't know, this one's kind of cheap. I don't know how people are feeling about this one, but I really did like The Wilds. Uh, that was kind of like my guilty pleasure over the last winter break. And that one's kind of, it's kind of like a modern day lost, <laughs> I would say. And it's about eight girls who get trapped on an island. And then there's a lot going on, like the mystery of the island. And I really did enjoy that one. Um, Elisa didn't like it as much, but I really had fun watching it. Uh, have you heard anything about that one? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm with Elisa. I, I watched, I watched two episodes and I was out. I, I mean, I, I gave it the first episode. I didn't really, I, I, I wasn't. It wasn't as exciting for me. And then I watched the second episode and I'm like, I'm out. I, 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 I can't do anymore. Uh, but, uh, but you know, I, I could see why you would like it. I, I mean, it's interesting. I like how they do. I like the the format of it. Quite a bit, and the uh, the actresses are very good, um, as well as the actors. But uh, it 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 wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> there are some leaps you have to make with that show too. And while it was on, I knew I was like I was like I know this isn't like peak TV, but I'm still having a good time watching it. So let me know if anybody <laughs> else. Wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Let me know if anybody else likes the Wilds. I've been uh, dying to talk about it with somebody. Um, <laughs> And then a few other ones. I did watch The Undoing. I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. I liked that one okay. One we haven't talked about on here. I really liked The Twelve. I think I told you about that. It was a few months ago, Jer, but that was a that was yeah. another foreign one. That's a Belgian one. And I think that was their best show of 2018, I was reading, or 2019. But I really liked that one. It's about like a jury and it another murder mystery. Watching a lot of these shows, so um, Netflix and Amazon Prime have my algorithm down for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I wanted to kind of catch up on. And then a few comedies. I liked Upload on Amazon Prime, and I liked Never Have I Ever on Netflix. I thought those were really funny. Nice. Upload is great. Yes, I mean, that's right. I forgot you watched that, too. Very funny. Lo love that show. Uh, and I'm looking forward to I think the second season will come out at some point. Yeah. I really good. enjoyed Upload. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, so, you know, trying to find some shows to watch in the meantime while we're waiting for 1899 to come out. And we could start getting into Equinox, Jared, because I really... Really did like this pilot. Was not bored at all. I wanted to bring up at first, so I saw it's you know titled a slow burn. Uh, the category they give it on Netflix is slow burn. And the few tweets I saw before I started watching it were, uh, oh, it kind of it's it's good, but it's a slow burn. It takes a while to get started. For me, it didn't feel. It felt pretty fast paced to me. Not not exactly fast paced, but I wasn't bored at all. And I was pretty engaged throughout the whole thing. Sometimes I fall asleep in the first episode when I'm watching a new show, and that wasn't the case for me at all. I was pretty gripped right away. What did you think about overall? Before we go into spoilers, did you did you like the first episode? And then we can kind of give a pitch 
about um, yeah, for the show. I, I liked the first episode quite a bit. Um, I did not feel like it was slow paced at all. Um, I, 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 um, I, I didn't, I don't see that. I, I think there's quite a bit going on and I was very much interested the entire show. I, I was never bored. Um, and, and I was very interested to see what happened next. Uh, and, and I think the most important thing, at least for me, when I watch a show is I start caring about characters. And sometimes that might take episode two or three, it might take a couple of episodes for that to happen. And that's fine. That, that's the way shows are. Um, but I'm starting to, to, you know, to care about characters in episode one of Equinox, I think is a really good thing. Um, and, and starting to be interested, which is good. They do flesh out the characters in the first episode pretty well too. So I agree with that. Uh, what I want to bring up, so what the what the show is about, if I could kind of give it a pitch before, if you've never yep. seen it, I've kind of like mixed it with four things. I feel like it's dark meets the leftovers meets lost meets the podcast serial. I think all of we got a mixture of all of those in there. There's a bus that disappears, like it's a big graduation party. Uh, Twenty one students end up disappearing. Nobody really knows what happens, and you get a flashback or you get flash forward about fifteen years later or so. I don't know how long the uh, flash forward is, but it's sometime later and they kind of deal with the aftermath of all of that and kind of an investigation into what happens. Uh, anything else uh, generally before we kind of go big into the plot, Jer? No, no, I, I, I would say um, it's definitely seen as, you know, suspenseful, like kind of a uh, little bit of horror in there, a little bit of scary, um, you know, but also uh, science fiction-y just to a certain degree a little bit, um, you know, uh, mystical, that, that type of thing. Um, and, and, you know, really interesting uh, for the first episode, for sure. Definitely, definitely. So um, if you haven't seen the show, go watch it and then come back and check us out for the, uh, we'll recap scene by scene kind of and uh, give our thoughts on it. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on Netflix. Hopefully it'll be on the TV version too. And we're going to start talking about kind of the scene by scene here. All right, Jer. So our protagonist, uh, her name is Astrid, right? Correct. Astrid. And she's kind of like the Sarah Koenig of Denmark um, is what I've kind of gathered from the first episode. Did you like Serial, Jer? You know, I, I, I feel like I listened to it, but it was a long time ago. So but maybe, I, you know, maybe I didn't finish it. I might have listened to one or two episodes, but I, I feel like I don't. I don't remember exactly what happened. I might have listened to one or two episodes of Serial, and that was about it. Yeah, I loved the first season. The second season wasn't as good, but I did. Um, the Sarah yeah. Sarah Koenig Sarah Koenig did Serial, and her voice is just so calm. She had a perfect radio voice, and I feel like uh, Astrid kind of when she gets into like the kind of NPR radio mode, I really like that. I think she's uh, <laughs> I think she's good at her job. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that. Uh, what do you think of Astrid? Yeah, no, um, definitely a good radio voice. Um, and I also feel like she seems like a very interesting main character. Um, and I, I, after one episode, I was, I was already interested in what she was doing next. I like her. You know, I want to see her do well. Um, and I'm very interested to learn more about her. Yeah, she's, she's obviously gone through a lot of trauma. And it seems like that she has this thing where she sees things happening as they're happening, but she's not there. Uh, do I have the right read on that? Sure. I could see that. So why I, I say that. that, like, you know, at the beginning when she's, she sees the bus, like she's in, she's laying in bed and she ends up seeing kind of flashes of the bus crash. And then 
later in the episode, towards the end of the episode, she sees the guy jump off the jump off the roof, but he really doesn't when she's looking at him. But then she gets a call, and it turns out that uh, Jacob had jumped off the roof, at least according to the brother. So those were the two kind of instances I thought of that for. She does, yeah. She gets premonitions. Yes, yeah, yeah. Good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. So I guess with, like so we should talk about the main incident here of the episode. So it starts off. And I really liked this tradition. I actually looked up a little bit about it. It starts off with, it's called the student corsal, and I'm probably butchering that. But after people graduate in Denmark, uh, it could last uh, the whole day, usually 14 hours. It could even last all summer. But they all wear these graduation caps. It's a big party. They get to drive around on these, bu- um, on these trucks that you see in the episode. Seems really fun. What did you think of just the party atmosphere and this whole tradition that we saw? Seemed great. I mean, I, they graduated high school, right? This is the yes. high school graduation. That's, I mean, yeah. That's I mean, what I'm you know, obviously we couldn't couldn't really do that here in America because you know the drinking age is 21. But but uh, but in Denmark, you could probably pull that off. I'm sure with a lower drinking age, and it seemed like so much fun, didn't it? I mean, I would have loved to have done something like this after graduating high school. I mean, you know, you work so hard for those four years, and um, it just seems like a lot of fun and. You know, it, it was really cool. You got to see the other truck, too, so you could get a feel like, oh, there's other groups that, you know, they're not the only one doing this, you know, like, and then there was a certain feel even on the street, you know, people bring out food and and beer, and it just seemed like a big celebration, um, seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fully endorsed by all the parents, too, right? The parents are bringing out Carlsbergs, yep. um, and yeah, like you said, there's other trucks that are going around town, too, so... It seems really awesome, and I had to look it up after the episode. It's probably the most research I've ever done for a podcast, but I, I was really, really interested in it. And they do wear they wear the white caps for graduation. It says that some of the more proud graduates wear it for the whole summer. Uh, so you could imagine, you know, we all know people like that, really proud of their accomplishments, right? Um, and yeah. then yeah. Another, another cool thing I found out is that a big part of the tradition is jumping in a fountain, at least in some parts of Denmark. So, and then something happens to your hat where like the lining changes after you jump in. So I just thought a lot of that was really cool. And uh, this is definitely something that happens. So I'm sure we have Danish listeners that maybe have gone through something like that. And let us know what that's like, because that sounds really cool. It does. It it sounds pretty neat. Um, You know, uh, I feel like a lot of colleges have that, you know, they have that one day that's like special to that college. And it's like the all day drinking (laughs) day, you know. Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and, you know, for them, it looks like it's, it's a little bit earlier for, uh, the, the young, um, the young adults in Denmark, uh, that it happens at graduation from high school, but it looks like a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. And I, I wonder how you become a driver for that. Cause I, I, I caught the driver a couple times on the rewatch where he was like, come on, let's go. He's like, you know, you got to keep all these rowdy high school kids that have just graduated in check. Right. And um, I just thought it was funny. I was like, how do you, you get this job? As much as it's all those high school kids' favorite day and the day they've been looking forward to the most, you get the feeling it's the exact opposite for that driver. <laughs> he was not looking forward to that day. Yeah. So he probably likes his normal route and his normal, um, you know, normal setup every day. And then all of a sudden he kind of probably circles and dreads this day coming up on the calendar. Like, Oh, it's that day where I need to drive around the high school kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It seems like a ton of liability for those guys. I, one thing I want to bring up. So, and something I definitely keyed in on, on the rewatch was, um, Ida, I think is her name. I think they call her Ida. And she ends up, she looks so sad right from the get go. Right. And it's supposed to be this party. Like we're talking about the atmosphere. 
when she pulls in the truck, she looks really, really sad. So there's a couple of clues that like people know something's going to happen. Um, if you look at the mom's behavior before this, what do you make of all of this Jer? Yeah, you, um, uh, you did clearly or Eda clearly, um, she looks sad and, and we don't know why, but it's definitely, you know, implied that she kind of knows what's going on. Um, and, and we're, we're trying to kind of piece it together from Hestrid's point of view, essentially. Um, you know, what's, what's going on? Cause we're all kind of seeing it from the younger sister's point of view. And, um, we can tell, you know, looks, she looks upset. She looks sad. She goes in her room. Um, and her mom doesn't want her to get back on the bus. So the mom, the mom's like, and her mom is kind of pretty vehement about this. Yeah. And, and she does it. And we don't know why her dad, you get the feeling that the dad is out of the, out of the note. Right. I, I mean, when I watched the episode again, cause I was like, does dad want her to get, you know, to disappear or something like that. And I watched it again and I really had to think about it. And I'm like, no, I think the dad just doesn't know. The dad just thinks like, this is the best day of the year. Like, and he probably had an awesome day when he <laughs> yeah. had his trolley day. Like, you, I think you just kind of get the feeling that he's just like, you know, Hey, he, you know, this is your day. This is your day to celebrate. Like, you know, let her go back on the bus. This is like, you know, this is her day. Um, whereas the mom could kind of tell maybe, maybe she had conversations. Uh, with Edith, uh, probably, I would assume, that kind of led her to have an understanding that something bad was going to happen and that something bad was going on. Yeah, I'm wondering what the mom does now. So, yeah, because Ida looks like she knows something, the mom looks like she knows something, but how would that possibly be? And I really think, I know, I know we'll get more information about this coming up, I would imagine. Again, we haven't seen anything uh, this, we've only seen the first episode, I guess I should mention that. So we're just going to speculate and guess um, to everything that's going to happen in the future. But we feel like that the mom definitely knows something, that Ida probably had an inkling that something was going to happen. Um, and we also meet all of, we kind of get introduced to the three characters that end up surviving, or at least that end up. Yeah. Um, and I, I caught that only on the rewatch. So there's Amelia, who tells Astrid that life is one big disappointment. And you have... Um, Falky, <laughs> Falky, and and Jakob are arguing over a book. And uh, what do you think? Did any significance to the book uh, thus far, Jer? Yeah, nothing we know. The book is mentioned quite a few times during the episode, um, and we can clearly tell that Jakob is upset because Falky lost the book. Is you know, it's kind of like you know, Jakob really wants to know where that book is, and he's kind of questioning Falky on this. And we we don't really know why or what the significance of the book is quite yet but it's certainly referenced throughout the course of the episode right Falky brings it up in the interview that she later sees uh that astrid later sees from with the cop so and Fal Jakob brings it up in the call too Jakob brings it up in the call station. okay so it's brought up a few times so we're gonna get we're gonna get the contents of this book presumably at some point okay yeah so we're gonna see the book at some point you, you get the feeling. Yes. <laughs> and then another thing I think we'll get in the future, too. So when Astrid's leaving, and she's leaving the house, and uh, Jacob Jacob walks in, and he's like, is your sister in there? And she's like, yeah. And she walks over, and she's talking to her dad, who's talking about Kierkegaard, really quickly after. like It, it really is like 45 seconds or so. Uh, Ida comes out, and she's still looking sad. 
But I bet at some point we're going to get a flashback to what happened in the house between those two. Uh, any guesses as to what that conversation or what happened there? Yeah, I'm hoping we get that. You know, yeah. I, 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 I want to, I'm hoping we get a little more backstory regarding um, her mom and what happened there. You know, wh- why did she, she seemed sad, she seemed like she wasn't going to come out again. And then, the, the, you know, I think you get the feeling that Jakob and, and uh, Ida are, are kind of boyfriend-girlfriend a little bit, and he convinces her somehow. And we don't know how, right? Yes, and Ida's mixed up with the three that were uh, the three that survived. That uh, at least survived, according yeah. to at least according to Falky, he says that it was the four of them. His interview is really confusing, and we can hone in on that later. But it, you get a lot of information from those interviews, and it happens really quick. And uh, there's just a lot going on here, so we'll get to that soon. And I think it goes into, so like after the bus leaves and, you know, we get a big long sip of the 40 ounce or whatever she's drinking and she's looking back (laughs) as the bus is leaving and we flash to, you know, later that night, uh, Astrid's trying to sleep and she has these flashes. So the bus crashing and horrible sounds, horrible things happening. And she wakes up and the bus has crashed and we're getting that information. They, they found the truck, right? Yeah. And, and apparently I, I, on the rewatch, I noticed this. So apparently the driver survived and he was unconscious when they found him. Yes. Right? Yes. I thought we were going to see him in this yeah. episode. I thought that Lars, who's Amelia's dad, I thought that was going to be the bus driver, but it was not. I did too. I did yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure if he survived, I'm sure that. He's going to be somebody of interest. He'll come around, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I guess the one thing that I want to ask before we get too far into it is, don't you think those three kids would be in trouble somehow? Like, I don't know how they aren't, if they're the survivors, I don't know how they don't get in trouble, like, in some way, like, either prison time or, I don't know what they could nab them for, but there has to be some explanation, at least according to, you know, the you know the real world or what would happen in real life. What do you think about that? I think my, my personal thought, from and this is my, this is just you know my my uh, my I guess my feeling just from my experience of watching Dateline. Uh, you need bodies in order to really have built a kidneys, yeah. you know. So people, you know, you're talking about twenty students missing. You you never find them. We we don't know what happened to them. So yeah, you have three students that are remaining. And you feel like maybe they know something as to what happened to those 20 students. But I don't think you can really pin much on them because you don't have any evidence. You, you have an empty bus, you have an unconscious driver, and there's no blood. There's no, you know, like maybe there's a little bit of puke or something. But you don't have much to go on, you know. I don't think you can really pros- prosecute them without some sort of evidence. And I feel like you don't have any. You just, you have interviews. They, they, they kind of like, I don't know what happened. We were on an island. You're like, what island? And then, then that, that kind of goes nowhere. I, I, I feel like you need to have something. You need to have um, some sort of evidence. And the way that it kind of shows, at least for the first episode, is they just disappeared. And we don't know what happened, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, all the evidence would be circumstantial. And then, like you said, that they just disappeared. So they could have joined a cult, they said. They could have all ran away. So there are some plausible deniability things there. Um, but I guess they're kind of guilty in the public eye, which is also you know pretty damning, too. Yeah. It could be terrible, too, because I think they say that the newspapers and the rumors just hound uh, Jakob. And 
obviously becomes very depressed and at the end of the episode takes his life. So the toll has been paid as well. Um, the toll is taken on them, right? Yes. And, and even, um, you know, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but when we meet Amelia's dad, he kind of is really weird about her too. Like yeah. she's gone. And then like, you know, you have Astrid asking, well, does that mean she's dead? No, she's just gone. Like, you know, he kind of is aloof with that. And then, then he says something that you wouldn't expect any father to say about their daughter, but he goes, she had it coming. Yep, she had it coming. Which yeah. was kind of interesting. Hopefully we'll learn more about Amelia, because I feel like there's a story there. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. And then, yeah, she was the one who was saying life is a disappointment at the beginning, so there's definitely going to be yeah. more more to Amelia, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the cop stuff. Uh, let's talk about Astrid a little bit more. So... Her radio show, I guess it's all about superstitions. Would uh, would you say that that's accurate? That's what her show's about? Yes. And you also get the feeling that um, she gets some callers to call in that don't turn down the radio. You can tell she's kind of annoyed with with the, the job, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I feel like when Jakob calls, she's just kind of like, oh, like another kind of weirdo. Let's get to the next caller. Like maybe the next one will be good. You know, like she seems... Uh, kind of annoyed at her job a little bit at yeah. the beginning of the episode and then all of a sudden what's so funny is first of all the scene where Jakob calls in the radio station was great but she has a new uh, new person working the sound system <laughs> so I think his name is, is Simon. Simon so yeah Simon or Simon and, and she's like alright like let's talk to the next caller then when he says his name like hey I'm, I'm Jakob I was with your sister so on and so forth, and then she's like starts talking to him, and then the guy cuts off. It's just so funny, and she gets so upset. She's so upset because he didn't take any. Yeah, he didn't take down any information, and like you know, I can't imagine like you know like Dan Bernstein on the score is like taking information from like the callers when he calls in. You know, like how often do you think the producers actually take take the names of the callers, or like take information oh, like that? I I mean yeah, I think they just take the names and that's it. They right. don't write down phone numbers. Yeah. Or like that. <laughs> okay, can we, can we get a number to call you back, caller? Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Jim on the south side ready to ready, ready to talk. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, yeah, so there. she seems like, you know, she has a kind of a playful relationship with, like, the main producer. But, yeah, you're right, it was uh, Simon's turn or whatever to uh, get a chance to produce. And he didn't, it wasn't the right day for Simon because she really needed more information about this guy. Yeah, he, 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 you know, he was, he's inexperienced, um, and he just wasn't reading her correctly, and he hangs up on Yakov, but that, that ends up being a mistake, and, uh, <laughs> he pays the price because he gets kind of reamed out by, uh, by Astrid. <laughs> yeah, man, if she thinks Simon's bad, she would hate to have me as a podcast producer. It would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she was, she was. It was great. She started throwing things in that back room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little ashamed to admit, but I did get kind of like the chills when she was ta- when Jakob was calling. I kind of and um, I, I always felt this in Lost, where I'd like get the goosebumps, where I'd get chills, and I definitely got that in this episode a few do- a few different times. When especially when Jakob is saying that there's another reality and that people haven't disappeared, um, you know, I'm, I'm it, it got me. I think I think that was pretty good. It was it was really good. That was one I, I that was I think that call was the main reason I had to watch the episode again because I yeah. wanted to catch it one more time and and, and just kind of like 
you know, really try and digest because he's going really fast and he's saying a lot of things. There's a book and there's, they can come, they'll come and take you, you know, and like, although we don't know who they are and, um, you know, there's, there's a coin and, you know, like we just, there's a lot going on, you know, he's, he's kind of rattling off a lot really fast. And then it ends <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rather quickly. Yep. Yep. He just abruptly hangs up and she cannot get back in touch with him. So this is when she kind of turns into her detective work, her serial type work. And she wants to make a project. Yep. She wants to make a project about, uh, uh, she want about the murder or about the, the, sorry, not the murder, but about the mystery about the disappearance. And this also reminded me of another documentary. I was just checking out the making a uh, uh, <laughs> murder on middle beach which was a documentary about a son uh, trying to find out who his mother's murder was. And it just kind of hit me with like the familial relations of this and kind of like doing the investigation. So I just kind of found that parallel to be interesting. Cool. So uh, besides being a podcast producer or besides being a radio show host, she also has a daughter by now. And I do think it's interesting when I, when we first aged her up a little bit, I kind of thought it was going to be high school, college age, but it looks like she, you know, she's a parent by now. She's gone through some stuff. So what do you think about the time jump? How many years do you think we went? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, because it seems like she's younger. Yeah. But, you know, I'm guessing she's, I, I, okay, you would say in the in the first scene, she's maybe 12? Yeah, 10 11, to 12, something like that. Yeah. Right? Maybe 10? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, right around there? I think when we jump forward, she's 30. Yeah. 31. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the dad, uh, there's a lot of things that have changed. The dad has a has a new wife. He's aged quite a bit, too. Yeah. He looks, he, he, it's the same actor, I would imagine, but uh, he definitely looks a little different. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and then she has she has a daughter. She's already been divorced. Um, uh, that was kind of interesting when, well, she, or not, maybe not divorced, just split up. Um, at least, so it seems like her and her, I, I, we don't know the situation, but it seems like there's they're at least split up, right? Yeah, so what I got from that scene was she left the husband. Yes, yeah. But they're still in the same town. So it's like a small town. So it's not like she left and like went somewhere else. She she didn't want to continue living with her husband. They're separated, and they've been separated for about a year. At least that's what I got from the episode. I don't know if they were divorced or not. That's a little up to, you know... Uh, we have some suspicions there that maybe they are, maybe they're not, but clearly the husband is dating again. And it's to the point where that's, you know, that's come to be expected, but it seems like in the scene we watched that she kind of wants him back. And he's just kind of like, don't do this to me. Like, you know, like we, you left me like, (laughs) you know, like, don't you remember what you did? Like, you know, that type of thing. And she's kind of like, I don't know what I want. And it's like, Ooh, like, this doesn't seem like a good situation, right? Right, because he yeah, he's blaming her, and she wants to get back with him, but he's like, no, don't do this. And it seems like maybe that's happened before, where maybe they have got back together, but then she leaves again, based on his reaction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that feeling, too. Yeah. And, you know, they both seem like really nice parents, too. Um, the daughter's adorable. Yeah. It's, uh, they're, they're nice scenes, like when they're talking about the crab, and can I watch the iPad? Well, like, I thought that was all pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, I want to know more about the situation here too. And I think the little bit about the geography here. So 
they talk about the, there's the cool scene where the dad's talking about the dialect, right? The Bor, uh, and I'm going to yeah. butcher this, but the Bornholian di- dialect, I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> what I found interesting about that is I looked up where they speak that and it's, and in people from Denmark can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's an island that's kind of, kind of east of Denmark and it's, it's uh, kind of far from Copenhagen. You'd have to either take a uh, the road across the ocean. I mean, across the ocean. There's there's there is a bridge, a road there that goes there. But it's far. It's not on the mainland of uh, of Denmark, and it's kind of uh, more closer to Sweden, I guess you'd say. So I don't. Did you do do you know anything about this place, Jared? Um, or um, I w- I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> I I don't. But you get the feeling. What's funny is that it's a conversation that happens throughout the world, right? Yeah. The the father clearly is a little bit, I guess, he's, he doesn't say it, but he's kind of like, I can't believe you're raising your my grandchild in this weird place. And like, he immediately asks what the weather's like. And then he, like, he hears that they've had snow. And he's just kind of like looking at, at, the, at Astrid, at the daughter, like, why are you living there? Like... Do you know what I mean? It's like, you came from Copenhagen. Why can't you just live in Copenhagen? Yes, <laughs> you know? yeah. You kind of, there was a little bit of underlying current there. Did you get that? Definitely, definitely. But like, kind of like, is more like a rural area or, um, yeah, just maybe not as sophisticated. And I, you know, I don't want to say that because I don't know anything about what, what the people are like there. But that's kind of like how it sounded like he was talking about it, you know? Yeah, it's definitely rural and urban, right? Copenhagen yeah. is, is urban. Um, and he's clearly in an urban setting. I mean, there's lots of, um, multi-story buildings, um, you know, that type of thing. Whereas, uh, everything in, you know, in the hometown for Astrid is, is a little bit more spaced out, a little more rural. Um, and then, you know, there's definitely a difference there. And you make, you get the feeling that the grandfather can't visit his granddaughter as much as he might want to, you know, given the distance. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's all accurate too. And I, I do want to mention, I actually spent three weeks in Copenhagen uh, back when, uh, like, <laughs> about eleven years ago. So it's been a while. And but I, I really enjoy Copenhagen. I think it's an awesome, awesome city. And we did get to go a little bit outside of Copenhagen to tour some different schools that were kind of in the either the suburbs or, and it, it did get pretty rural pretty quickly. Um, driving out um, outside the city center. Uh, but it's a really cool place. And I was only kind of on that, uh, the main place where Copenhagen is. I didn't go to any of the islands or anything like that. But uh, I just, I, I, I really, I wanted to mention that too. I really love Copenhagen. It's an awesome place. I was one, I, you know, I got the feeling when I was watching the episode, I'm like, I think Brian's been to Copenhagen. I have not, but it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a fun place to visit. Um, and wow, you were there for a considerable amount of time. That's awesome. Yeah, I did a little study. It was a, a really short course, like a study, a little, really short study abroad course and, um, got to like tour a lot of different schools there. Um, like uh, elementary schools, uh, uh, cause I was trying to, I was working to become a teacher and we got yeah. to see all different types of things. We saw this outdoor school, uh, it was different than anything you've seen in America <laughs> where the, it was, um, like all outside. Right. And like, the main goal was to get the students to find out that um, the rules that the school had put in place were stupid and that they wanted the students to band together um, to kind of come together with unity to kind of overthrow the bad structure that the school had put up, out. And like, it was all intentional. It was really interesting. So I just, I really? always remember that. Oh, yeah. wow. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And I wish, I wish I had more details on that. It's been, it's been a long time, but I always, I, I always remember visiting that place and like, there's all sorts of tree houses 
sprawling landscape for like the students to run around and play like open landscape it was really really cool wow wow that's neat uh, that's that's really neat um that's that's cool <laughs> yeah so i um i've always wanted to get back there too so uh it's it's cool finding a danish show and uh just hearing um uh like excuse me i remember hearing on scoot is the word for that so i just it's been cool getting back into the getting back into the world. So if anybody in Denmark's listening, I really, really had a great time in your country. Okay, so uh, I guess we should mention too, She, uh, while she's visiting her dad, she also is investigating and she ends up tracking down the, the locksmith and you're wondering how this is going to come into play. And it turns out it's Jacob's, Jacob's brother. I want to ask, okay, do you believe everything that the brother said? No. Okay, I, I, was, I wasn't sure if I was picking up uh, or if I was jumping to conclusions, but I feel like he's lying about something. I do too. I, I also feel like we'll see him again. Yeah. When he call, Especially like, like, you know, Jakob dies kind of at the end of the episode, obviously. You you just get the feeling like there's more there, you know, like we need to yes. learn more about him and you feel like we're going to learn it through, you know, other people. That's, that's how we're going to most likely, I'd assume. Um, and it, probably through the, the brother. And yes, I did feel like he was lying. Yeah, because... Uh, um, He's, yeah. he's like really shady at first. Like he does like, I don't want anything to do with the investigation before she even mentions what happened. And then once he kind of finds out who she is, he pulls her into the back room and they talk a little bit more. And then later in the episode though, when he tells her that Yaku commits suicide, he said, you can stop looking. So that's kind of what keep me in. I'm like, okay, he doesn't want her to find him. Right. That's at least what I think. Right. I don't, I don't know if he is right. dead. Right. So we'll, I guess we'll see about that. I don't, cause I don't know how we're going to, I don't know, like, what mechanism they're going to get us into the flashback, because I assume we'll see what happens on the bus at some point, and I feel like somebody has to be alive. I guess it could be Amelia, could be Falky, it could be, you know, Jakob, but I do feel like we're going to find out what happens there, and um, maybe through the lens of one of those characters. Yes. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so anything more on the locksmith scene, or should we go to the scene where she meets the cop? I think we can move on to the cop, and I, I, there's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> okay, so yeah, here I'll set you up for the cop here. So, um, he's you know he it seems like he's been taken. Uh, he he got taken off the job. It seems like he's still a cop, but he is uh, obsessed with the case, right? Uh, what did you uh, want want to take us through this cop scene? What happened here with the interviews? What's What's really interesting to me is you know, he kind of was like, I went down the rabbit hole, like, you know, that type of thing. They took me off the case because I was too into it. Um, but then he's kind of funny because he shows the tapes to Astrid, but he'll pause it and stop it or turn down the volume at weird points. And you're just like, why are you doing that? Turn like, it what? back up. <laughs> Let's watch the entire thing, damn it. Like, <laughs> he's like doing like the, it's like the commentary. He's like already picked out the best parts and he wants to, all right, now here's where this happened. You know? Okay. Yeah, it, it's funny. And he's kind of like, look, I don't trust Jakob. Um, you know, I, I, these kids know more than what they say. Um, and, and you feel like when you watch those interviews, you feel that Amelia just seems sad. She's, you know, she seems very remorseful, and you, you feel like Jakob is hiding something, clearly. And then Falky seems to be just saying everything that happened, but it doesn't make sense, Yeah, right? 
so, it's so like, confusing. He seems to be being more forthright with what happened, right? Yeah, and it's even like kind of funny the Falky the Falky uh, exchange with the cops because it's like almost like Abbott and Costello like they can't understand each other they can't, like they keep going back and forth like what are you talking about dude um, so I just kind of thought the Falky one was interesting and then yeah you bring up Jakob he just seems like angry and defiant through the cop interview and the cop thinks he's supposed to be lying right so it's I I oh, Jakob obviously knows more I don't think he's dead that's my that's kind of my prediction for this episode. And I think we will find out more. And I think he's kind of going to be crucial to um, what we find out. Obviously, he had the book, right? Yeah. I, You know, my thought is is that Jakob wasn't necessarily lying. He was just withholding the truth. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's is just as bad. But there's a difference there. And I also feel that Falky was saying what he knew, but... He doesn't know, he doesn't understand it as well as Jakob, so he couldn't truly explain it, you know? He was just kind of like, yeah, where there was an island, and, you know... We did something wrong, yeah. But, you know, like, and then they're like, well, what about the other 20 students? Like, Yeah, and he was saying that there was only four of them. So that was what was confusing about Falky. So, like, yeah, let's talk about what Falky said. He said that they did something wrong, and then what was he saying that there was the four of them that were there, right? Um, and it's the, you know, the four named characters, I guess. Right. So the cops clearly, and understandably so, concerned about the 20 missing, missing students. And then Falky starts talking about an island, and then he goes, well, it was just the four of us. It was just, and the four would be Jakob, Amelia, uh, Falky, and, and, and Ida, right? Like, that's it. So he's just kind of like, well, it was just the four of us, and... We were, you know, it seemed like Jakob was convincing people of something, but it was really just trying to convince, you know, Ida, right? Like, that, that's what he was, that's what he kind of infers. So somehow, we don't know how this happened, but somehow the 20 people just get lost randomly. Yeah. That aren't, you know, Ida, right? And, and I assume we're going to see that, um, but a lot of questions there, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like they made it to the island. It was just the four of them somehow. Yeah, definitely. Yep, that's, that's that's what I've gathered from that too. And it reminds me, and I I, I want to bring this. Up. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I remember I was at your house when I was a kid, Jer, and we were watching this show, and it was like a mini series, and it was about like people who were on this plane, and for some reason, like half the people disappeared or something happened. I can't. It was so interesting to me. I was really young when I saw it, but it really reminds me of this. I don't know if you remember this at all, but I was watching with you and your mom. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I I totally remember this. It's, you do. Uh, it, it's it was yeah. It was a movie where everyone who was asleep yes. during a certain point stay like didn't disappear from the plane, right? Yeah. And they're all of a sudden they're in a plane. It's on autopilot, but everyone who was sleeping when at a certain point remained on the plane, and everyone else disappeared. And uh, I think it's a Stephen King story or novel or something like that, but I forget the name of the. Oh, of it, you know, to this day. Well, I'm glad you remember that too, because like I've the, had this memory for like 20 years. I've, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody about it, but I loved the, I loved this show. I remember loving the concept, and I really I'd be interested in finding that. So if anybody knows what that is, if anybody knows what we're talking about, let me know what that is. Uh, Wakeupwinden at gmail dot com. But Stephen King, that's I bet a good. You, wait, I mean, if I did some googling, I remember one of the characters was the guy from quantum leap like not not the main guy but the guy who like tells him what the main guy needs to do yeah 
I was so too young if, to remember. If we went to his IMDb, I bet we'd probably find it. Okay, we'll do some we'll do some research after the show. <laughs> That's but but uh, thank you for indulging me in that because. Uh, do, but does it remind you of that at all? Like, do you like, uh, do you like, uh, that's kind of like what I, uh, I just drawing parallels between the two. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, it definitely, I, I didn't think about that one, um, at the moment when I watched it, but now that you bring it up, it yeah. certainly does remind me of that, that, that movie. Yeah. And is there a Netflix show that kind of has a plot like this, like into the night that I think you, you've watched it. I, I want to, but I, am I, is that anything like that? Into the night is not. I've watched it. I enjoyed it, uh-huh. um, but it is not. Um, it's not people disappearing okay. necessarily. Um, I don't want to say more before. I don't want to ruin anything. Okay, no problem. Um, no problem. That's okay. But it, that's an interesting one, uh, and I definitely enjoyed it. And I will be watching season two when it comes out yes that's that's been on my list for a long time so i for whatever reason i haven't haven't gotten to that one yet but i uh i thought about the show we were just talking about when i read the description for that one too so um yeah thanks for thanks for uh confirming that that was a real show though <laughs> yep yeah um, it, that actually happened good good i'm glad um okay so yeah we'll see more about the mystery uh in back in our show that we're talking about right now back in equinox Let's go on to the pub scene where he's where she's interviewing uh, Lars or Laden. I don't know. There's confusion between the name. Um, but what I really want to talk about, because the conversation's okay and all, but who's the guy they linger on at the end? Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I don't know. But it's weird. When they have the conversation, and obviously, like, the, the guy playing the video games who is uh, Amelia's father is kind of just not in reality you know like he, he's just kind of like you know he it's clear he just goes and plays the video game and, and drinks and, and that's kind of like his routine but um the guy that's right kind of like almost facing him uh in the bar like in the bar stool like you know, I don't know 10 feet away or whatever they focus in on him when when uh when astrid leaves so uh, yeah you you get the feeling we're gonna see him again He's not the driver, is he? Is he the driver? Maybe he's the driver. <laughs> Maybe we we know the we driver know the driver survived, yeah, and we know he was unconscious when they when they found him, but we don't know much other than that about him. I think it was a different guy because they definitely like focus in on him at the beginning of the show, and I think I think this guy looks a little different, but it, it is like they very purposely like uh, pan to this guy, right? So he's gonna come up somehow. Yes. We get some flashbacks. We're, you know, we flashback throughout uh, like Astrid's childhood, and it's, it's really sad because, you know, we have our mom crying, and then we have her parents arguing about whether she should see somebody. I don't think her mom wants her to see anybody, but the dad thinks that she does. Do I have that right? Yeah, I, I, I forget who's on what side, but the main point is that her mom and her dad aren't agreeing on things. I yeah. mean, they kind of didn't agree on... And I, you know, Ida going back on the bus, they don't agree on how to treat Astrid, um, which makes sense because, you know, in the future you see they're not together anymore. Um, what was interesting, what I really appreciated in this show is the, the cinematography where they kind of showed, you know, early in the episode, in the very beginning of the episode, Astrid kind of falls or faints and falls oh, yeah. down the stairs. Uh-huh. And at the end of the stairs, she kind of, pops and like it, it transitions interestingly to her being an adult and they do the same thing when she has a dream where she's 
kind of in this forest and there's it, there's smoke coming up from her bed and then she's in this forest and then there's these kind of you know I don't know mystical characters that are not necessarily like they look like humans but they're dressed in all black paint or all red paint or whatever and um, they're coming to her and then all of a sudden it's her dad and she's out in the rain and she's kind of like I, I just thought that was well done I like I like how they did that. Yeah, that was super creepy. And then I guess that's kind of the third instance of maybe a premonition. We talked about how she sees things. And if there is an alternate reality, maybe she really is seeing that, right? Um, so, yeah. uh, and then like like you said, like the, the fiction, my, mystical characters that she sees. One of them, so like the guy that she sees at the end, right? It's kind of like, I don't know, like devil ears kind of. I don't know what you would call though. Like kind of like a gesture even. Uh, that guy's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, he's he's pretty creepy. He was right. Are you talking about the the one at the end of revision, or the one right at the very end of the episode where she he's behind her when she's in the bathroom? So yeah, that guy at the end in the bathroom. I thought I saw him in the woods. Yeah. right. Is he, isn't he in the woods? Yeah, too? I think it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, very creepy, very scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was that was good. And one thing I noticed in the beginning of the episode, she's playing with the bunny rabbit, and the bunny rabbit has these long ears. And I don't know if there's anything to that where it's kind of like a twisted thing where, like, the ears, like, because the, 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 it's kind of like a satanic character. I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if I'm drawing, if I'm reading too deep into it, but uh, I just noticed that. And, like, the that character is really creepy. Yeah, I don't think you are. I think that'll come into play. Yeah. Uh, my guess yeah. is I, I think that'll come into play. And, um, you know, as a general rule, like you, you kind of watch the show and you watch the episode and, um, you just kind of feel bad for Astrid, oh, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, at least I kind of do, like you start sympathizing with her, you see that like she's wearing a mouth guard. So it's clear she grinds her teeth. So she's probably stressed out. Um, and she's always kind of playing with her jaw. So like, you know, sleep sounds like it seems like it isn't an issue for her. And then in addition to that, when she sees, um, I mean, she sees Jakob jumping off the building, presumably, but then he disappears, right? He doesn't end up, you know, landing, but, and then we find out he did jump off the building, but not the building across the way from her. So somehow she saw that happening. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, she's an interesting character for sure. Yeah. She's got a lot going on. A lot of demons, I guess you could say. And like, the, they're like, uh, you know, really coming out in her dreams and, when she sleepwalks and maybe she goes to this place. So I'm imagining we're probably going to, you know, go further and further into this world, maybe while she's sleeping. And I guess what I'm interested to find out is how will, like, other than dreaming, how will they get to that world um, without it being, like, really cheesy, I guess. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, th does the coin have something to do with it? Okay, do yeah, the, the coin. coin. Do we need the book? Yeah. You know, like... I, we, we, we're going to need to learn more of that. And I don't know if it's one of those things where she needs to dream in order to go to this world, but it's, it's certainly interesting. So Jakob gave her the coin, right? He did, but we didn't see that. Okay. Right? I was wondering. We, I was we, like, we I know, we know he gave her the coin because he says so on the show, on the right. radio show. And we see her go through her things to find the coin, but we don't, we don't see him give it to her. Right. At least that's how I understand it. Right, right. Because I watched it twice, and I was like, did I miss it both times? So I'm glad that you didn't see it, too. Yeah, no, I just don't think we've seen that yet. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, like, we've already mentioned kind of the ending of the episode, right? Is Jakob, uh, or the, you know, her vision of seeing Jakob jumping off the off the building. 
Um, she kind of makes, she kind of is talking to her dad about the project. The dad feels uneasy about this. He talks about the rabbit hole. He went down as well, just like the cop did. And he says, this isn't going to end well. So there's a lot, there's, there's a few like different forces, like trying to get her not to investigate this. So does he know more too, maybe is the question. So I, I'm very interested to see who knows what and how far it really goes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, and, and, you know, definitely want to see what more happens with her. Cause it, so many people have been telling her like, Hey, just don't do this anymore. Even the dad, the yeah. dad is, you know, and you can tell the dad's a good guy. You can tell he wants, he cares about his daughter. And, um, and I feel like he's just like, look, you know, you don't, don't go searching more for this. You're just going to kind of get lost in it. And, you know, you have a life, you have a daughter, you know, don't, don't do this. But, um, but it's clear this is, you know, this is something she needs to do. Um, and so, you know, and hopefully we're going to be on this journey with her. Um, and we'll have to see what she discovers. Yeah. When she goes to talk to her mom, if her mom's still alive, I feel like that's going to give some clues as to what happened. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, so I guess, yeah, I, um, I'm excited that we're doing this, uh, kind of fresh chair because we don't know, we have no idea what's going to happen. So it's, it's a lot easier not having to worry about spoilers. Yeah, we don't need to worry about saying the wrong thing, which is kind of nice. And um, and I did I did a little googling. The movie that you were referring to is The Langoliers. The Langoliers. That's the name of it. Yeah, The Langoliers. I'm gonna have it's to check a that. It's Stephen out. King. Um, it's I think it, it had two episodes. It was a limited series. Yeah, it was it was like because I'd never heard of anything like that before. I remember I was like, "What do you mean it's a limited series?" And like your mom was trying to explain it to me. But uh, yeah, so the Langoliers, I got to check that out. I wonder if it would hold up today. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know, but um, but that that's what it was. It was a a limited TV, a miniseries yeah. on TV, um, and it was a Stephen King. Um, it's Stephen King's The Langoliers. Jesus, so aired in '95, May 14th. Yeah. Could that be? Could I be yeah. remembering from that from that long? From I was I'd be five years old at that point. I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe maybe they maybe they showed it again a couple of years later. Yeah, you know, they must have re re aired it. I, I guess. I mean, this could be one of your earlier memories, Brian. I mean, <laughs> for me, I, you know, I I remember it pretty clearly, and and we really like we really, I remember us watching it, enjoying it, but. Uh, but yeah, this could be one of your earlier memories. <laughs> the Langoliers. Uh, coming up next, the, the Langoliers podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I might have to check that out again. I might have to see if I can find that. It got 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's going to hold up to today. I, I don't know if we're going to find it as captivating as we did when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not, but... Um, yeah, uh, people should check that out. That was, <laughs> let me know if it holds up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jared, this is, uh, this is a fun one. I, I think you picked a good show. I'm, I'm excited to keep talking about this one. Yeah. I'm excited to watch more episodes and then, you know, maybe, maybe talk about it, um, you know, again and, uh, and kind of see where things go. I'm very excited. Yeah. Do you know how many episodes there, uh, uh I haven't checked to, to see how many there are for the whole season. Do you know? I, I did check this, um, uh, but I don't know. Sometimes people feel like that's spoilerish. Okay, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. That's fine. I, I won't say. I mean, I'll share it with you when we're done with the podcast. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, we'll be very spoiler friendly here. So yeah, uh, thanks everybody for checking us out. Um, if you were checking out our Dark podcasts too, the, that's awesome. So we've done the full series of Dark, and this is gonna be a 
the second show that we're going to try talking about. So um, uh, let us know if you liked uh, uh, this show in particular. Let us know if you found it. Um, you can always tweet at the show, at WakeUpWinden. Email us, wakeupwinden at gmail.com. And uh, I'm Brian, and um, this was Jerry. And thanks so much for joining us today. Anything else, Jerry? Yeah, thanks for listening. And um, yeah, we're really curious if other people um, that are, are dark fans like us have, have enjoyed the Equinox, the first episode, or maybe they've watched the entire series. You, you know, you never know. These things on Netflix, they come out one day. You could kind of plow through it in one day. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they watched the entire thing and they liked it or they didn't like it. But, uh, but let, let us know uh, if you're watching it and if, if you liked it. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna try to show some restraint, so I could. Uh, I want to talk about it, so it's kind of fresh in my mind because I've been just binging through shows, and it's good to kind of go a little bit slower. So this will be fun for sure. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Have a great day.